Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, BB marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fan. We have been hit by the winter. Oh, boy. It has been nasty out here. The temps have dropped. The snow is on the ground. There's the ice. The sidewalks that aren't shoveled. Hard to get around out here for uh, a guy who uh, spends all day, every day working from home and down to one car in the family and just trying to get out and get some uh, miles in, try to stay healthy. Not easy right now. Not easy for a lot of people. Not easy for people, especially in Texas. We're thinking about you. Um, difficult situation. Obviously, people's lives are impacted. Um, you've got just a, it's, it's not good. So, you know, we're thinking about you. I know it's impacted a lot of people. It's impacted NBA games are postponed. COVID's still around. That's having an impact. Just a wild time out there. But my hope is that what I can do to anyone who's been impacted by the weather, COVID, or anything else, to have some time, be entertained by a little bit, forget about what's troubling you. Because we all have things that are troubling us in our lives. But boy, do we have something on the other side of those troubles that makes us really, really happy? And that's sports cards, baby. And this is the thing about sports cards. That's the thing that's the escape. That's the thing that's on the other side of all the madness. Don't you go taint the sports cards with negative thoughts and opinions and all this other, getting caught up in all these other debates about the sky is falling, the industry's changed, all of this. Find your groove. Man, find your lane and, 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 and enjoy. If stuff is out there and it's troubling you with sports cards, take a little breather. Step away. Cards are supposed to be fun. I'm having fun. I'm doing this show every week. I'm getting the chance at the end of my days to interact with people who are engaged with the show, who are engaged with the types of cards I am. And there's a lot of good people out there. So my recommendation to you is if you're going through a tough time, focus in on cards. Be, let that be an escape. And if you're focusing in on cards and it's not an escape, take a step away. Take a breather because this is what we, we have. We've got just an ever-changing, dynamic market with so many different actors involved and so many different products and ways to enjoy this hobby and ways to not enjoy this hobby. But you just got to find your spot, stick to it, and enjoy because this is a special, special community that we are all involved in. And I will start here. It is a very expensive hobby. We know that. It seems like the cards that were up this time last year are now down. The cards that were collectible are collectible, are now even more desirable. It's, it's a wild ride, and there are a lot of market dynamics that are changing, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to start with just own personal story. I'd be remiss if I didn't do this. And 
I think this story at some level can probably resonate with a lot of you out there. And it just shows the power of sports cards and the power especially of sports cards being associated with your favorite team. And I know that there are different ways to collect. There, there's team collectors. There's player collectors. It's just, it varies across the board. And I, 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 I participate in a lot of different ways to collect. You all know that. I talk about it. I'm very open. But I think one thing that I like to do, probably more than anything else, is to find opportunities where it makes sense to collect players from the teams that I'm super passionate about. One of those teams, especially, is the Indianapolis Colts. And man, what a week for Indianapolis Colts fans and sports cards collectors. And I will say this, I have been restrained. I have not been buying up stuff. Last card I purchased was that uh, Giannis Galactic. And I love that card. I just go up and I look at it. And I haven't been, while I'm on this journey through space and time with Galactic, I am not overextending myself and I am being patient. I know this journey through space and time is going to be one that is going to take a while. And I want to sit there and I want to enjoy this, the, the, all of the, the visuals around me. I want, to, I want to take the scenic route. I want, to, I want to look at, stare at the stars. I want to not grab quickly. I don't want to overextend myself. So I'm sitting back and that's just a fun part of my hobby experience. So I've been patient. But something happened and I know it happens to everybody at some point. And when you get hit with it, it's like this undeniable force and this undeniable feeling that you look at it and you say, yep, let's go. And what had happened was, shout out to all you, you eBay watchers out there. Who doesn't use, if you're not using the watch functionality, you're doing yourself a disservice. And you're doing yourself a disservice for this very reason. We watch so we get the reminders. A lot of the time, the reminders go unnoticed because we're busy people. And you know what happens? You're like, damn it, that auction ended. Fuck. Like, that is something that I was going to go after, but I got caught up with life and all of this stuff. I think I heard um, Chris on the crossover talk about they need to improve the watch functionality in the notices. It needs to be like the minute of, two minutes in, like, give me a notice because we... We don't have, I don't have a lot, lot my, get, gaining my attention is extremely difficult and I can't sit around, you know, for 10 minutes watching an auction tick down. I'm going to jump screens and then I'm going to forget about it. But I digress. We get hit with messages sometimes when we're watching cards that stop us in our track. And this has happened to me two times within the past year where I didn't even think about it. And I smashed by it now. One time was my gold select Kyler Murray um, card that I had been watching forever. And the discount was 45% smashed by it now. Well, I got hit with another one of those during work hours. And it was like a 45%, it wasn't quite 50, it was 40 to 45% discount on a card. And it was a card that I had been waiting for. And I couldn't justify the purchase out of the gates because 
I was just like, man, that's a little too much. And, you know, I just don't know. I, I, and I, I try to temper my expectations, especially when they're cards of players from my team. Because I'm so, so easily manipulated and I'll so easily overpay for stuff just because of the connection and passion I have with that player because he is on my team. We all go through this. So I get hit with this push notification. And I'll say this first. I love Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor has the opportunity to be the best running back in the NFL next season and beyond. I watched what he did at the end of last season. And mind you, I've had Edger and James as my running back. And the breakaway speed in the full package, it's, it's, it's pretty special. The guy is an absolute animal. Young bull. This kid want I, I was so pumped when we drafted this guy, just based on his track record, um, his health. You know, he's just a beast. And I couldn't believe when the Colts got him where they did. I thought it was a steal. And he proved it. So I have been on this mission to be like, you know what? I want a Jonathan Taylor, nice card. I want something that I'm gonna appreciate something that's going to stay with me for a while. But I thought a lot of the stuff that I liked out there was a little overpriced. And I was, I was like, I don't, I'm just not sure I quite like this card or this is the card I want until I hit watch on this card that I, was wait, that I bought. And the card that I got an offer on was the Jonathan Taylor Contenders Championship Ticket Jersey Number 28. All of the stars aligned. I'm a huge Contenders fan. I, I, I'm a huge Contenders fan because of the history. I'm a huge Contenders fan because of the on-card auto. I'm a huge Contenders fan because it's, to me, with everything that's happening with football cards and football card sets, it's the rookie card. Like That, to me, is the rookie card, is the, the Contenders on-card auto. And for it to be the championship ticket, and to be jersey numbered, I knew I had to have. So, got the offer, hit by it now. I actually, like, stopped everything I was doing. And I just, like, I, th- I threw out some, like, I was pumped. I was by myself, working from home, and I was pumped. I, I was just so excited to acquire this card. I was excited because of the future and of Jonathan Taylor. I'm excited not because, oh, I think rookie running back cards are going to go up and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't it. For me, it was I get to enjoy this card while watching my favorite young player do what I think he's going to do for seasons and seasons and seasons. And it's the card of all cards for me. I know not everyone's going to agree with that, but for me, I mean, look at the Brady championship ticket, okay? <laughs> like, talk about pulling some inspiration. I know Jonathan Taylor isn't Tom Brady, but you got to look at everything from the Tom Brady perspective at this point. I mean, check this out. The Bowman Chrome Manning card, it's going up. It's a card I have. Why is it going up? Well, he's going to the Hall of Fame. But you can't not say the fact that Tom Brady, Bowman Chrome, which his his card of cards, is going up. So Tom Brady has this force over the football card market, whether you like it or not, that's undeniable. So look at the Tom Brady championship ticket. Now I've got a championship ticket of a player that I love. 
So that was awesome. And I took a deep breath. And I was like, man, that's great. I'm going to get the card back. I'm going to look at it. It looks great. It's probably going to be a BGS sub. Hopefully I get that 9.5. We're going to check it out once it comes. So I was, I was fine. I was ready to be a on with my day and I was ready to keep grinding. I'm, Lord knows there's not enough hours in the day. Well, then an hour later, after I bought this card, I looked down at my phone and what happened? I get a push notification on my phone that says the Indianapolis Colts have traded for Carson Wentz. So I'm going to get into my perspective of Carson Wentz. But here's exactly what I did. In preparation for Carson Wentz becoming an Indianapolis Colt. I had gone through eBay and gone through the auctions of cards that I would want to grab if he became a Colt because I'm not thinking about it from a, any other lens than I am a freaking passionate Indianapolis Colts fan and I love my quarterback. I don't, give, I don't care who it is. I love my quarterback. He is my leader. Did, you think, did I think in my lifetime I was going to ever while out, buy a bunch of Philip Rivers cards and become a Philip Rivers fan? Hell no. The only reason that happened was because he put on my team's jersey and did a damn good job. That's something special. And I think that's something special with sports cards that makes what we do even more fun. So I had all these wins cards lined up. The news struck, immediate flood of text messages, just firing off, firing off. And I'm just like swiping out, denying, like denying, because I'm heading to eBay. I'm not even thinking. I'm heading to eBay. I'm, fe- I'm like a kid in a freaking candy store. I just spent all this money on a Jonathan Taylor card, but I don't even care. I don't care because I've got a new quarterback. He's young, and man, he has an opportunity to do something special, and I need his cards. So what I noticed right away is a lot of the cards that I had saved had been poached a night or two before. So people had anticipated. I don't know if they were Colts fans. I don't know if they were just people who knew he was going to get moved. So they wanted to capitalize, make a quick buck, whatever. So as I was searching, I immediately, it was a, it was a panic mode, and I start clicking and auction. Cards were getting sniped. It was just like, I click it, it it'd be no longer available. And... I ended up in this mad rush. I ended up spending more money, and I ended up spending money. I got three cards. Will these these be the only three cards that I get of Carson Wentz? Hell no. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Carson Wentz collector. (laughs) This is what I do as a degenerate Indianapolis Colts fan. I collect my quarterback. I've got a track record of it. So the cards I got, unlike any other collecting journey I'm on, I do feel a connection with having the copy of the PSA 10 Silver Prism card. Now, when Carson was a rookie, 2016, the Prism, was a, everything was a silver. So I went and I grabbed one of those. You know I have that of Kyler, who I collect. It's just a nice piece to have that is super liquid and you, it's an easy measuring stick. I like to have those cards just to see like, all right, here's the barometer on this player's market. They're nice cards. It reminds me of the, the Bowman Chromes, the Top Chromes, Tops Chromes. And so I just like to have that card. So I bought one. PSA 10, baby. They ain't PSA and coming around my way. Then I just 
I saw another prism, and I, it was an orange. I wanted a numbered card of two ninety nine BGS nine point five. I thought super affordable. I mean, I'm talking this card, the the orange prism out of two ninety nine. I bought for three hundred bucks, nine point five. Okay, smashed by it now. Then the last card hit me like a ton of bricks, and it hit me like a ton of bricks because it represented the moment, and it was a select, which you know is my favorite football brand PSA 10 blue prism out of 149 now this card literally has Indianapolis Colts colors on this baby and my new quarterback front and center so I took a deep breath and after I like came up from just the pandemonium of just buying a ton of Colts cards I was like wow I just spent a ton of money (laughs) out of nowhere But two, I've never felt more joy and satisfaction than that moment right there. So let me talk about it. So I'm on a journey with Carson Wentz, and I will be brutally honest along the way. When the Colts needed a new quarterback, I didn't want Carson Wentz. I didn't want him. I saw the bad last season. I just didn't want anything to do with him. I wanted Matt Stafford. Well, Matt Stafford ended up in L.A., for a a king's ransom. I knew after that acquisition, I didn't want anything to do with Matt Stafford based on the price tag. Too risky. So I continued to think about this situation and I continued to get kind of anxious. Not a lot, a lot of chatter, not a lot of options, a lot of speculation, a lot of this quarterback's leaving, this quarterback's leaving, Russ is leaving, Aaron Rodgers is leaving, Deshaun Watson's leaving, all this stuff, Matt Ryan, none of it's happening. None of it. Everyone's speculating. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, well, all of this is speculation. This is something you can't count on. Let's start to think about this, this, the, the, the real situation at hand. And the real situation at hand for me as a Colts fan was Carson Wentz, or do you trade up for a young quarterback in the draft? The more I thought about that situation, the more I wanted Carson Wentz. And it was wanting Carson Wentz at, with, with, holding true and not giving up a first rounder. My whole theory was if we can get Carson Wentz without giving up a first rounder, that is a situation. If it works out like we, we want it to, could end up, end up in a very strong team with a very strong season that potentially could compete with a Patrick Mahomes in an AFC championship. So I started to get on the Carson Wentz train. And I started to look at recognize the bad and undeniably last season was bad but so much in football is the situation around players look at the super bowl look at how great patrick mahomes is and by no means am i comparing patrick mahomes to carson Wentz. i'm not doing that but when patrick mahomes didn't have the ideal situation with the front line or with the offensive line in front of him he was scrambling and he was trying to make something out of nothing and failed to get a touchdown because an important piece around him didn't exist. Well, look at what happened with the Eagles last year. They had two second and third string guys trying to protect Wentz. Just a volatile situation. You've got a young Jalen Hurts that was brought into the picture, who I love Jalen Hurts. Shout out Jalen Hurts. I'm excited for you to get an opportunity. Just a lot of things not going Carson Wentz's way. You think about I, I immediately always think about things from 
a Colts vantage point. And I think about Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck had the opportunity to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever based on his skills and his intangibles. However, the Colts organization, Ryan Grigson, I'm staring at you, failed to put the team alongside of him that would allow him to be great, not be injured, still be playing in the NFL. Well, there's a lot that I can look at from that situation as being a Colts fan to what I was looking at, what I've looked at in retrospect with Carson Wentz and what was happening with the Eagles. Now, I'm not out here to say Carson Wentz is going to come into the Indianapolis Colts and be the next Andrew Luck. Man, I'll take any, if if it can sniff that, I'm in. But this is what I can tell you. I'm an internal optimist. You, the, the 2017 season Wentz had, he's battled injuries. The 27 uh, season he had before he went down was spectacular. Probably should, should have been MVP if he didn't get hurt. So I think this kid has still got a lot of time. I think this kid is probably in the best situation imaginable. I think he has a new lease on life. He's letting Pittman keep the 11. He's going to have a new number. So this is like starting fresh and starting new with a player that is highly talented, all the capabilities in the world, mobile. And I'm excited. I'm really excited about Carson Wentz in Indianapolis right now. But again, I'm an optimist. I just really like the situation. And after signing Carson Wentz, the Indianapolis Colts have, they went from second in money to four. So they still got a ton of money to make some ads. So owning cards of the quarterback of the team that I am watching every week is important to me. So what? So what happens? I talked about all this money and excitement that I have for the upcoming season, which I'll be in the stadium, cross my fingers for. I'm watching my new quarterback, Carson Wentz, take the Indianapolis Colts to the next level. But after I made all these purchases, it's not like I have a money train, money just falling from the guy so what did I do I had to make some sales and 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 put some cards up and that sucked and I put this out there selling out of the PC to fund new acquisitions is part of it most of the time it sucks we're staring debating selecting going through the experience regularly can be validation of what 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 you're doing when you're val is validation that you're doing things right and I had this moment where I said to myself man I I I feel guilty that I just spent all this money. Instead of it taking it out of the account, let's try to recruit some of these expensive expenses by selling some of what I already had. Well, I'm pretty proud of my collection right now. So that in, that caused me to go dig in and put up some cards for auction that I might not have necessarily been ready to sell, but it's part of it because my connection with my quarterback and having good cards with my quarterback is important to me. It's all situational. The one thing I did not do and will not do is sell any of my Peyton Manning right now. I'm protecting my other quarterback. It's funny how everything works out. I would be remiss if I didn't talk and mention a little bit about this golden news and this $40 million that came from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Mark Wahlberg, Timbaland. Shout out Timbaland, Logan Paul, Sean Watson, list goes on and on and on. 
star-studded collective. I know everybody's been talking about it. It's big news. I think, to me, this is great news. I think this is validation that the hobby that we love is sustainable, that you have money coming into it because people believe that it is going to grow and we, they're trying to support it. And so I think, you know, my read on Golden is that, you know, he became the guy of guys to sell these high-end cards and he earned that trust and credibility and probably grew at a rate that was higher than he anticipated or he expected. And so he had the self-awareness, which I think is important to realize, you know what? I can't go do this on my own. I listened to his messages talking about new user acquisition, talking about needing technology. Those are words that those, those pull at my heartstrings. Users, technology, that's what I do for a living. So I, I read between the lines of what he'd say when he jumped on his Instagram live videos. And I think, it's, I think it's great that he made a quick move and recognized some of the shortcomings and he took this money and now he's going to try to make what he's doing into a bigger and better thing. That's what you do in business. That's how you scale up. You give up some of your equity, take in some more cash so you can create a platform that's going to help and improve make things better for more people in this hobby. That's how I'm reading the situation. I think what hopefully is happening is that Golden Auctions becomes a primary competitor of eBay. Competition is a good thing. We need more competition. Not saying that eBay's a terrible place to buy cards. No, we all buy cards on eBay. However, eBay has its shortcomings and I'm sure Golden Auctions will have its shortcomings for now and for the foreseeable future, it's part of it, but it gives everyone an option in the marketplace on where to buy and sell cards. And I think that's a damn good thing. I know there's been some wrestling cards on golden auctions, and I think wrestling cards in general have been, it's been fun to watch wrestling cards boom, and it's exciting. I think I wanted to share some perspective on it. I think, you know, you're, you're seeing wrestling cards sell at all-time highs you're seeing you know i saw i think it was uh last month the 85 hogan psa 10 sold for 18k the rock cardinal card is still selling and people are buying cards of wrestling of wrestlers that are iconic in nature stone cold the rock hogan flair andre seeing this in, with cena now a little bit the market really decides on which cards people want to go after this community is passionate wrestling people are talking about marvel cards right now and that's cool wrestling cards in the community around wrestling is powerful wrestling fans spend a ton of money ton of money on memorabilia, collectibles, whatever. Now a lot of that money is being poured into cards. I think one thing to take note of, just if you're an observer and trying to figure out, figure out what is going on on the wrestling card side, make sure you follow the accounts of people that are in it talking about it every day. David Peck, that's a guy you want to follow on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, there's a lot of people in the community. If you go to my Insta my Instagram, my Twitter feed is, basically all wrestling cards all the time. And it's been organized that way because I want to learn and I learn from people about what's happening and the deal. And the, the one thing that I do think is important 
And this always happens. People are trying to speculate, get in front of, trying to find the catch the next craze and theme. That that happens. The next trend. But I think what the market is really wanting right now are cards that are are iconic in nature, are limited, and are of a really strong grade. And you look at these. 1982 83 wrestling all-stars you look at the cardinal cards you look at the 85 hogan and it's the psa 10 of cards like this it's very low population these cards have been in existence forever so make sure if you're trying to get into wrestling cards first and foremost you have a passion and you care about wrestling because if you don't you're probably not going to do well but second, you're studying the pop reports and you're doing the homework. That's what matters the most, and that is what the market is looking at. Speaking of wrestling, this is a good time to chop up a little wrestling. I got the Elimination Chamber on Sunday. It'll be done by the time this goes to market with the recording, but I'm excited about it. It's an interesting Elimination Chamber because nothing in on the WrestleMania card has been really set yet. We're still waiting to see who Edge is going to pick, how that's going to all go down. And I think it makes for uh, a elimination chamber where I'm not really quite sure what I'm going to see and what's going to happen. And that always makes for a good uh, program. So I'm excited for that this weekend. Undisputed Era breakup. That makes for an exciting storyline in NXT. You've got, uh, looks like Roddy Strong and Adam Cole, baby, are the bad guys. Hey, yo. And you've got something going on with Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. This is interesting. I'm, I'm captivated by this. I'm excited to see how this shakes out. Then on the AEW side, we're talking about an exploding freaking ring match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I was a kid. I was a tape trader. Man, I would have Onita and old Japanese uh, tapes of death matches and exploding ring matches, and they were absurd absurd i used to watch him as a kid i can't believe i would watch eighth grade man i was watching japanese death matches never been one in the states i don't think so i'm excited about this this is john moxley's send-off him and renee having a, a little mox so i would imagine he's gonna blow up or something but it's gonna be crazy i love wrestling i want to shout out cindy dick for the episode last week i got a ton of feedback on that really good stuff i learned a ton um, I definitely want to have her back on when uh, she when she uh, gets that book out the door. I want to shout out my man who's on the Hobby Hustle this Friday, one of the community's best, my man G, host of the Lucas Show at the Lucky Show. You all know who G is. We had a fun-ass conversation. That dude is real. He, he just loves the hobby, and I love his mindset, so I'm excited to bring you that one on Friday. Make sure you get your reminders out there. You're, that's going to be a great one. It's a good one. It's going to fire you up this Friday. I got to shout out my man, Anthony Edwards, for that Yoke City. So I'm sitting here on Friday night. I get a freaking message from my man, Greg, at the Pack Profit. You knew this was going to go viral, but my man, Greg, was the first one. To, I was watching. What was I watching? Um, I don't even, I watched so much basketball on Friday night. I don't even remember what game I was watching, but I didn't, was, wasn't watching the Timberwolves game. So I missed that until I saw the text message. Dunk of the year. Speaking about Anthony Edwards and speaking about these rookies, is everyone strapped up and ready for the prism rocket to go? We're close. We're nearing it. Get ready for these boxes and the madness and everyone going nuts. 
Just a little reminder as we enter this prism craze. Zion Williamson, we can all say he's having a pretty good year, isn't he? 25 points a game, six boards, tough player. Don't want to guard him. Pelicans are 12 and 17, probably not going to make the playoff. Doesn't look like it. The market is focused on legends. His PSA 10 has dropped under $600 right now as I'm recording this. Population, 15,598, okay? John Morant. I almost, my jaw almost hit the ground when I saw the price of his 10 today. 438 bucks. Population, 13,710. He is, Averaging 19, 8, and 3 this year. The Grizz are 13 and 12. Might not make the playoff. All of the oversaturated stuff is going down, okay? Think about that when the new product comes out, okay? Maybe something to make a good quick move on or something. But man, Zion and Ja, this is the hype machine. This is all we were talking about last year at this time. That's the only thing that mattered. Now it's a blip on the radar. And it's not necessarily. Everything Zion and Ja. If you go and look at their limited, rare stuff, nicer stuff, stuff that I'd want, not overproduced or not, you know, not overproduced might not be the right word, but not just 10,000 or above in population on the PSA side, that stuff is doing okay. But just be careful because I know the market's about to go nuts once Prism drops. Speaking of a set, that I just want to give a little attention here. And I want to give a little attention to this set because it has been my pattern interrupt on Instagram. Whenever I have seen a card from this set in my feed, it has stopped me in my tracks and I've looked at it and admired it. I've been more and more interested with this set. Full disclosure, full disclaimer. And maybe this isn't true by the time this episode goes out. Probably will be because I I don't think I should should be buying any more cards after my week of acquisitions. But I do not own any of these cards. And this this is Panini one of one. And I want to first shout out Geech Quest cards for for the article, his article, Panini one and one should not be one and done in the basketball card fanatic. It wasn't this last uh, mag edition. I think it was the one before that. He wrote a great article that helped kind of paint a picture and bring more life to this set for me. And that's the great part about this magazine, I think, is it just uh, helps uh, put a spotlight on some things you're seeing. Talks about the significance of the set. Goes through all the features. Talks about base cards and the limitation of base cards and how they're hard to get. That's a really cool article. I'm not going to go regurgitate it all. If you want to read it, go freaking sign up for the Basketball Card Fanatic. Easy to do. All you have to do is message Adam, real 27 guy. There's a plug for you, Adam. So the thing is about this set is it just hits on a lot of, uh, of the right chords for me. First and foremost, the cards just, they look, they appear important. You know what I mean? Like they're limited. There's like lim- limited, the base cards, like 99. And then it goes, you know, your classic down, down all the way, um, you know, 49 25 one i can't remember the exact parallel set breakdown but the the they look important the imagery on these cards is phenomenal now if you're buying which i think they're over a thousand bucks now probably 1200 bucks if you're buying a box of these which i wouldn't recommend buying a box at 1200 bucks unless you like you like the gamble if you do then go for it um 
And these boxes were under 500 bucks when they came out, I think, which is nuts. I wish I would have known that. I would have bought several. It's funny how things happen in retrospect, but what are we going to do? Each box contains two cards, one autograph. You're going to get the autograph, which, you know, can be, there's RPAs, there's dual relics. We're going to talk about the dopest of the dope here in a minute. Then you've got your, so you get an autograph, then you get either a, the ba base parallel or you can get lucky and get a from downtown, which the prices of those are astronomical. But the, 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 it appears that everyone's gravitating to the timeless moments. And it makes sense. The timeless moments autographs are phenomenal. The card that just keeps staring at me is the Steph Curry three championships card. It is gorgeous. I think it's going for 10K right now on eBay, which is nuts. Probably the coolest card, well, there's the Vince Carter dunk cards that look ridiculous. There's also the Damian Lillard game winner. That, that card is off the hook. But spend some time looking at these cards and making a decision if this is something that interests you or not. I just think they're important cards, and I, I want them to come back because they look different, they stand out, and it's just a set that I think is significant. I love the rarity. I love the aesthetic. I don't love the price, um, and I'm not. It, it might be hype right now, but I will just say, do your research and study. I just wanted to. Whenever I see a set that I think matters and I can call out, I'm gonna do it. So check those cards out. All right, we're gonna close here with a little mailbag, and we'll be out the door. Fantasy Flojo, what Walter Payton cards besides his rookie would you target? Is he a smart buy? <sighs> you know, I think he's a legend. My recommendation: I don't collect. Walter or have ever looked at him, I would just go check out eBay, check out his pop report. It's really hard for me. I get messages like this too all the time. It's hard for me to comment on a player's market when I'm not in the game on the market. But I would just do a little homework and do a little research. If you like Walter Payton, buy Walter Payton. I mean, he his name will always be relevant in the football conversation. Zard92, is it worth it to only buy QBs? Well, I just started with the story about buying Jonathan Taylor. But I, I started with the story because it was a connection, and I'm a fan of Jonathan Taylor. I think quarterbacks run the market. I think last year I tried to say, you know, I thought receivers were going to have a chance. That didn't really take shape. But again, it goes down to if you like players and you want to collect them, buy what you want. But if you're trying to make profit off of cards, Probably your best, easiest way to do that is stick to quarterback. My man, Kenny J, any sweet Curry pickups? Jay, no, man. I've been spending my money on Carson Wentz cards. But I'm always looking at Curry. If you Definitely uh, on the Curry side, uh, G is a Curry collector, so check out the Hobby Hustle. Boulevard of Cards, what's up? Always a good question here. What's one insert from basketball cards that you would like to see in wrestling? I'm just going to take it like this, and I love this question. These kind of questions are great. Not necessarily inserts, but I try to like take your question and think about what would I want and what could actually happen. And the thing I want the most out of like a basketball cards and wrestling in a connection would be AEW to release an exquisite set because the upper deck has the license to the AEW cards and them to have rookie patch autos of like orange cassidy with his jacket as the patch and an orange cassidy autograph 
that card, I don't care. I, I would buy that. It, there's no price. That's a card I, I need. So I would love to see exquisite AEW cards. That just hits me in the feel spot and gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I want that so bad. Thank you for the question. That fires me up. Kevin Folly, tips or resources for submitting cards. Check out my man, Andy, at the Sports Card Investigator. He is the best PSA submitting submission video there is. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, great resource. I just looked. It looks like he's got uh, ni- some nice views on that. Um, it, it's good for him because I think it's, I've watched them all. It's the best one out there. Go check out Sports Card Investigator. Drake's PC. 82 All-Stars, 85 Tops, 02 Flair have exploded, but you don't hear much about wrestling autos. 94 Action Pack, 98 Comic Images. Will that change? You know, I think with 94 Action Pack, I think you're talking about the Macho and the Taker autographs, which are super rare and limited. And I think those cards, like anybody in the wrestling card community wants those cards just based on the scarcity of them. I just don't think there's enough people holding them to make noise about them. Does that make sense? So I think like those cards, like if I came across the Macho or Taker 94 uh, action-packed all-stars for a reasonable price, I'd buy one. I just don't expect that to happen for me. Comic images, I think, are getting some pub and recognition. I've definitely seen more on the rock side. So if that's something that interests you, like I could see that that getting more gaining more traction. I like those cards because it, it they like just screams attitude era to me on those things. So that's something that I've been looking at too. The biggest fundamental that you can all bring to this market is courtesy good communications being easy to do business with courtesy is underrated being being mindful of it can help you jump levels i think that's important and just remember to always be courteous i get a lot of messages from people and 97 percent of them are people that are courteous and i love the interactions three percent aren't and just know that if it's never about you it's always about the hobby and you got to find ways to build connections and synergies with people. And an easy way to do that is being courteous. The people who are getting noticed and growing their pages in the, the hobby right now all give back. It's a common denominator. So just make sure that as you're approaching your interactions on eBay or on Instagram or anywhere else, you're thinking about the hobby before you're thinking about yourself. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like it, smash that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Tell a friend. I do appreciate all of that. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I got my man G on the Hobby Hustle on Friday. Take it easy and talk to you soon.